0: Welcome to the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Sunday, March 13th. Ian Cameron, Vito, Renus vito with us here as always on a weekend, ready to break down the Sunday card. And man, is it a huge slate for a Sunday? Get used to this. You know, I've mentioned the last two Sundays that we were going to have at least six games on a Sunday the rest of the regular season. Some Sundays are going to have six. I know there's some that are going to have about seven or eight. This one today has ten. Games on the slate. So it is a massive Sunday of action. We will get to it, and I will be in attendance at one of these games the outdoor game, the Heritage Classic, Leafs and Sabres later this afternoon at Tim Wharton's Field in Hamilton, where it's going to be very windy and gusty for this game this afternoon. We'll see what kind of impact that has on the hockey game. Looking forward to that. Should be fun. Obviously, you got to be dressed for the occasion. It's going to be windy, going to be a little chilly on the air, but Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, Vito, how was your Saturday? What did you think of yesterday's games?
1: Yeah, well, the games are pretty interesting at the moment. Some underdogs are showing up. I mean, some teams are not scoring, which we are looking to score, like Devils, for example. They're still putting us up some uh, scoring chances. I mean, we just puck in and go in, you know. It is what it is sometimes. I still think they will show up. But, uh, yeah, cash the best bet, I think, at the show, which I made Habs and Kraken. Well, Habs come back late, but it is what it is. It's a win. And, uh, well, yeah, uh, getting uh, ready for this uh, show today. I mean, uh, you guys already turned your clock one hour ahead or back. So I was just actually getting prepared for the slate. I'm kind of in the middle, but I'm, I'm still ready. I'm always ready. <laughs> uh, any given uh, hour in the night, you can wake me up. I'm always ready to talk slate with anyone, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely. We're always ready. I think we got, both got a little bit... Uh, you know, thrown off by the time change. At least I did. We were tearing the clocks ahead. You weren't sure that I was turning my clocks ahead. So uh, there we go. So that's why a little late start today, but that's all right. We're here now. We're ready to break down the Sunday card. Uh, We've got a huge slate. Let's start with the first game and it is a good one. Uh, These two teams have played each other a lot lately. It seems, and we know we talked Carol. They played on a Sunday. I know earlier this year, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and now here they are again. Once again, head to head, we've got uh, Pittsburgh, Uh, Penguins, Carolina Hurricanes, Pittsburgh, uh, minus 145. Uh, Home favorites in this game. Uh, The total right now sitting at six across the board. Just on paper, I like the way this sets up for Pittsburgh. Rest advantage, revenge spot for them. They lost the most recent meeting head-to-head against the Carolina Hurricanes. So you'd think there's going to be definitely some uh, much talked about incentive to try to uh, get back in the win column here against uh, Carolina after losing the previous meeting. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, they had a a tough loss to Florida where they got behind early. Made a valiant effort to come back but fell short but they did uh, make amends and uh, event and uh, bounce back following that loss to Florida with a 5-2 win against Vegas. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, keep it going here today against Carolina, who've won four straight uh, against Pitts, Pittsburgh, of course, in overtime. That game that I mentioned, Seattle, Colorado, and Philly for uh, Carolina in their last four victories. But back-to-back spot, obviously here for the uh, Hurricanes, also playing their third game in four days. This is only the third game for the Uh, pittsburgh penguins in six days so what a contrast this is three and four for carolina three and six for the uh, pittsburgh penguins in this one um i I like pittsburgh a little bit here i was hoping for a little better price i mean minus 135 minus 140 you know is what we're looking at here right now with the uh penguins as home favorites but you know i like the way it sets up for them uh carolina having played the flyers yesterday three one uh they defeated Philadelphia it wasn't as easy a game for them as you would think. Uh, Philadelphia hung around for a long time uh, in that game. But what I like for the Penguins is, you know, Dumoulin is obviously the, uh, uh, the, the main guy still out or potentially out uh, for this game. He had actually gone from November until the last game against Vegas, not missing a single game, but he did not play Friday night against Vegas due to an illness. We're not sure yet if he's going to be cleared to return to, uh, to the lineup and be on that blue line for the uh, Penguins. And he's a, obviously one of their better defensemen as well. So that would be a minor concern, but definitely this does set up nicely for Pittsburgh. I'd lean Pittsburgh, I'm hoping for a better price than this, but I, I would only look toward the Penguins here. I really do think they're sitting in a pretty good spot, pretty good situation here. Rest advantage, uh, Carolina on a back-to-back. Uh, Pittsburgh blew a third period lead the last time they played Carolina on the road. I think uh, Penguins with a decent chance here to, uh, uh, maybe get the uh, victory here. So definitely, I would lean Penguins here. Vito, what do you think? Carolina, Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, well, I'm checking in a moment where the money money at going and it's like sixty percent money on Pittsburgh, and it little makes sense because Canes are still a very great team, you know. So they obviously stand a chance to win this game. And yes, of course, the spot it favors Pittsburgh here. I mean, Pittsburgh is more rested team. Canes are playing the third game uh, in uh, four days. Also, actually. Both meetings, Pence lost to Pittsburgh, Canes uh, this year, so it's 0 2 in series. They are division rival games. Uh, this should be the game that, that Pence should win, but uh, I mean, also, as I said, Canes they're also a very decent team. I mean, uh, they ha- will have a rest after this game, like two or three day rest. So I also think they will show up, but obviously, yeah, that I also lead uh, Pittsburgh in this spot because, uh, because, just because it's a better, they're more rested team. I also think that now when uh, the season is coming more to an end, uh, we're going to see this fatigue sometimes, you know, also uh, teams kind of are saving themselves also for playoffs, you know, definitely the top teams sometimes. So yeah, I, I think Pence can get a win, uh, victory here today, uh, but I don't have wagers on this game.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I was just uh, minus one, like this is still a damn good Carolina Hurricanes team. And usually when they're an underdog, I'm not in a rush to bet against them, but I do think this sets up very nicely here for, uh, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, in this game. And, uh, Tristan Jari is confirmed in net. I would assume now it's not confirmed yet for Carolina. It should be before we end the show because this game is like in 40 minutes from now, but I would assume this is going to be, uh, anti, uh, Ronta for, Carolina today after Frederick Anderson got the start, made his return against the Flyers yesterday. So uh, that is what I would expect is uh, Ronta to be in
1: net here for uh, Carolina uh, today. If you let me add me how the game, I think will go. Uh, definitely Keynes will st- uh, try to hold uh, the Pittsburgh no- without scoring, you know, in the first yeah. period. Because Keynes usually play good first period. It's yeah. hard to score against Keynes in first period, guys. They're usually not allowing goals there. So that's what they will try to do. So if they will succeed on that, the game definitely actually will go under, I think. But obviously, if there will be some goals, the game will open up.
0: Exactly. This is a live betting. Like to me, I wouldn't want the overs over in this game pregame. I'd want to see how it starts. Carolina's really taken their time getting into a game. They're not necessarily been going full bore and flying out of the gate lately. Look at the Seattle game. It took them a while to warm up. The Colorado game that was a very, very low event game. Lots of you know tight checking, more of a defensive approach. Same against Philly yesterday. You know, it's not like Carolina was really, really coming in waves and all over the Flyers in the offensive zone. And uh, again, they seem to be more taking that approach of, you know, we got to really ramp up a playoff type mentality with our style of play. And obviously that is defense first at the moment. That also explains why Carolina has gone five straight games under the total. Uh, Carolina wow. on a 5-0 and 0 under run uh, in their last five games. Something to keep in mind as they uh, get ready to play Pittsburgh in this early Sunday afternoon matinee uh, affair. All right. I'm looking forward to this. You know it. Uh, outdoor game. Heritage Classic. Tim Wharton's Field. My hometown. I'm so proud to say that. Hamilton, Ontario. Toronto Maple Leafs. Buffalo Sabres. We've got Toronto minus 290 minus 300 road favorites. Six and a half the total uh, in this game. That's a high total for an outdoor game. I know just on uh, the off the top of my head, Vito, I have not seen many. Uh, outdoor games where we've seen a uh, total of six and a half. And it's just because you've got the Leafs who are just uh, an offensive juggernaut, especially right now. Uh, and you've got the Buffalo Sabres who, you know, we think of them as not exactly a shutdown team defensively either. So uh, that is something to keep in mind. However, the last meeting did stay under this six and a half total when it was 5-1 Buffalo. Uh, In the uh, recent meeting uh, between uh, these two teams in Toronto, it'll be their first head to head meeting since then. Uh, Fascinating to see how this one unfolds, obviously. Uh, We've got the uh, certainly the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, heavily favored. You get why that is, but it still is a massive number uh, here uh, in this spot. I do think Toronto wins this game. You know, you look at how this sets up for them, they're off that loss uh, against the. uh, Uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, the other night frustrating loss the game where you know they didn't get that penalty call on Austin Matthews was livid with the referee uh, basically didn't have to call that penalty late in the game which would have and probably the goal doesn't happen if Jacob Chikrin gets called there for that penalty but nevertheless Arizona wins just seconds later they win in overtime regardless of what you thought of the penalty the non-call it was a brutal non-call terrible miss by the referee in overtime in that game but having said all that you can't spot a team a two nothing lead in the first 10 minutes like toronto did against arizona and you can't have shaky goaltending either uh, from peter Morazic. now here's the interesting situation jack campbell is out with a rib injury for the leafs we're not going to see him for a couple of weeks uh this young kid that they called up from the minors shalgren uh, that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, he came into the game uh, against the uh, Arizona Coyotes, replacing Morazic. And to be quite honest with you, he played pretty well. You know, I, I thought he played actually more than pretty well. He was very good, I thought. But Sheldon Keefe says, you know what? Jack is going to be out for a period of time. We brought in Peter Morazic to be a 1A, 1B complement goalie with Jack Campbell. We thought he was capable and 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 talented enough to be that kind of goalie for us. We're not going to bail on him after that bad game against Arizona we're sticking with him he's going to be a net today and I think for uh, him Vito you talk about motivation you should always be motivated to play well and win for Peter Mrazek this is a huge game for him he needs to step up simple as that you know The coach is basically giving you another shot here. He had a terrible game the other night, and he was. He was fidgety. He was nervous. He was f- fumbling the puck left and right. He was off his angles. He was down early. When the shot was coming in from the point, the goal that chased him from the game, he was down early. They gave up way too much of the top of the net, and it was an easy uh, goal to score, in my opinion. It just beat him upstairs. So morazek has to show up here today. It's simple as that. He's getting a big opportunity here to – Basically reclaim a firm grasp on this position while Jack Campbell remains out due to that rib injury. So if he if he wants to maintain his hold on that position, he's got to play well today. That's all there is to it. So it's a big game for him. I think it's a big game for this Leafs team. They've got to try to step things up a little bit defensively. What are you going to do? You're going to win five four games the rest of the season. You know, <laughs> in the playoffs, you're going to try to win these six five seven six games, and you're going to be playing Tampa in Florida. You know, you're playing games in the playoffs against teams. You're going to be playing one of those teams, Lightning or the Panthers, if you're the Leafs in the first round. And you are going to have to somehow defend those teams. Are you just going to take the uh, tact of, hey, we're going to score eight and maybe we'll hold them to six or seven? You know, that's the that's kind of what I'm seeing right now with this Leaf team, that they are just almost resigned to say, you know what, fuck it with the defense. Let's just uh, try to w- win games by outscoring the other team. You know, that's basically what they've been doing for a long period of time. So, did they continue these track meets? I mean, look at these scores. 10-7, 5-3, 5-1, 6-4, 5-4, 6-4, 5-4. I mean, those are the final scores in recent Toronto games. So, it's been just one track meet after another. Uh, one, slug fet- one goal fest after another. At some point, don't you have to really t- t- tidy it up? Tighten it up a little bit. This could be the spot. I'm not involved in this game either way, side or total. I lean Toronto, maybe a first period puck line if you want to get there with the Leafs. Because I think the start is imperative for them. They can't fall behind 2-0. And I think the start, they realized, was terrible the other night against Arizona. So I think they know they've got to get off to a good start. If I were to bet anything, it would be minus a half, plus 115 Toronto in the first period on the puck line. That would be what I'd look at. There's really not much value either way. I mean, minus 175 in regulation with the Leafs. I'm not touching that. Minus 1.5, minus 115 on the full game puck line. I don't love that, especially in an outdoor game. So uh, Toronto, maybe first period puck line is about as close as I'd get to betting something side or total. I, I can't bet a Toronto under right now, but I feel like this could be a spot where it does stay under. A, you've got Toronto needing to tighten it up. Morazic needs to save face and have a big day, a big game after what happened the other night. And the last thing I want to mention, the wind conditions. It's going to be 27, 30-mile-per-hour winds at puck drop here at Tim Hortons Field uh, for this game. So the puck's going to be, you know, when you're trying to make a pass and the wind, and, and I've been in that stadium, it is a wind tunnel. The wind just whips around and swirls right through that stadium. It's almost like a crosswind, if you will so good luck making tape to tape passes in my opinion in this game good luck with that if it's going to be windy to that to that degree 27 mile per hour winds is the current forecast at 4 p.m eastern time for the wind it's going to be difficult to make tape to tape passes you know the puck's going to be just you know taken off you know you think you're going to hit the your your line mate in stride with a great pass and then all of a sudden there's the puck being just taken off the stick by the wind You know, so you got to worry about that here a little bit in this game. So it may not be easy for the offenses to get revved up in this game, based on the uh, more than moderate wind. We're looking at you know gusty winds here uh, for this game, at least certainly in the uh, first or second period. I think this, based on what I'm seeing, Vito. The third period, they're expecting the winds to taper taper down a little bit, but I think early in this game, first period and the second period, the winds are going to be pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty heavy. A lot of wind gusts early in this game here, this afternoon in Hamilton. So, uh, you know, the, the the wind, and based on what Toronto, I think, is going to try to do in this game, you know, they've got to try to somehow tighten it up. Maybe they can't. Maybe they, they just won't until they get uh, an upgrade on the blue line uh, or until they get Jake Muzzin back, who's one of their better shutdown defensemen. Uh, but they've got to try to play some defense. Maybe this is the spot for it, and certainly the wind might lead this to be a little bit lower scoring as well. So... I can't bet a Toronto under, but crazy as it is to say, I would lean under uh, in this game six and a half with the Leafs and the Sabres and Toronto first period puck line is probably the best side that I like. All right, Vito, uh, I've been going on for five minutes Mm about this. What do you think here? Uh, Hamilton, Ontario,
1: Tim Hortons Field, Heritage Classic, Leafs, Sabres. Yeah, well, talking about this outdoor game is very interesting and wind definitely will impact the game, I think. Talking about the temperature, actually, it's, I think it's 25 degrees now in Hamilton. So that's the same uh, amount that actually is kept on the ice for the players. They also play like on 25 degrees approximately. Just the air in the ring, it's like to 50 degrees, you know, where is the people sitting. So that's the only difference in outdoor game. It's still going to be 25 degrees also upstairs. Uh, anyways, and about the game, I mean, I think Buffalo are actually pretty happy to see, first of all, Mrazek in the net. Second of all, that they need to play Leafs because, as I said, many times Leafs are not the hardest play to, the team to play against. I mean, they are talented, like players like Nylander. But if you watch how Nylander plays defensively, man, that's terrible. He doesn't block the shots, man. He puts out his leg like this. And they're like, he's that. That's, <laughs> it's he's so blocking. true, you know, it is. You're right. Yeah, man, those players, that's why he didn't have a contract before, you know, nowhere. Because there is some issues with those guys and those are too many guys in that team, you know. You can't have two, three line play with players like those, you know. You need Lucić man, you need some you need some Niederreiter, Stahl, Jordan Fast, you need those guys. So that's the problem with Leaves at the moment. So yeah, four goals that's still totally normal from that team if you have those guys blocking the shots. I mean, they don't block the shots. And that's also this and Mrazek, Mrazek is just losing the net constantly all his career. He can uh, like Feels like he doesn't know where where the net behind him. Like, he looks like he's out of the position many times. That's the problem for him. Hopefully, he steps up maybe here today. So, yeah, that's the problem for the Leafs. I mean, every team likes to play against them. So, in this game, only because it's an outdoor game, maybe I don't want to go it over. Otherwise, obviously, if this would be an inside game, I would hammer over. But I'm staying just away here. I mean, Sabres also, I think, will show up to this game. I mean, Toronto also will show up to this game. It's an outdoor game. Don't want to really place, place any bets. And, you know, I just want to maybe watch this game. Maybe if if I watch first period, maybe something interesting happens in the rest of the game. I can put place a wager just for the fun. But yeah, this I think these games are made for uh, watching most of the times, not betting. You know, there's different games you can bet at. So that's my take on this game.
0: That's right. That's why I, that's that's exactly how I feel about it. Now the Tampa Nashville outdoor game, I did have an opinion on that. I did like Nashville as a dog. I just thought they were getting a big price and they didn't win the game, but I thought they gave a good enough effort to win. They only lost three2. Uh, I thought you know it was hey, plus 150 underdog, the team lost three2. you know, it's still not a terrible bet. It's not the result you wanted, but not every loss is a bad bet. you know that's very important that betters and handicappers realize that that just because you lose a bet it doesn't automatically equal that it was a bad bet all no. right you have to separate the losses that were bad bets from the losses that were good bets because you will find losses that were good bets where you had a good side you had the, the you had a, you had a team that was right in the game or had a lead and lost it late or whatever the case like for me I'll give you an example of a loss that was a bad bet the LA Kings last night that was a bad bet that was a terrible bet. There's no way you can go about go about it saying, "Oh, that was oh, that was un, uh, unfortunate, kind of a bad break." No, it was a bad bet, bad side, wrong side. Uh, the LA Kings last night against San Jose, um, but you know it would have been a good if if the Rangers had blown that game to the Dallas Stars last night, or you know it was a, actually a, a a good bet, but a tough result. Arizona me i'll I'll use that as an example last night arizona coyotes obviously it lost the full game money line but it wasn't a bad bet three two game i thought they played relatively well against the bruins they had a chance to tie it late so that was a loss but that i thought that was a good bet still even though it lost the la kings that lost that was a bad bet because it was just over in the first period essentially
1: yeah of course i i mean i think you just have to read uh, the games correctly, you know, and be happy about that. Even if you don't guess them correctly, you know, you just need to be. Uh, if you, if you, even if you didn't bet the game, you know, you have to be happy about that. That even that team wins, you don't need to think that like, oh, the team won. I didn't bet them, and that's bad. You know, I hope they lose. You need to think that, oh, I, I was thinking correctly. You know, that team won. So I'm thinking correctly. I'm reading the board nice, you know. And I think when you read the board, then you are also succeeding. You know, yeah. At the moment. Yeah, I also played Kings yesterday. I mean, uh, they were banged up, right? I mean, they were missing some top guys and I guess that was the issue. Also, I mean, Peterson, something wrong with that guy, maybe. So, yeah, but credit to Sharks, I mean, 5, five nothing, victory and a bad bet. Yeah, not a bad beat, but bad, bad bet. <laughs> That's exactly what
0: it was. Bad bet on the LA Kings last night for sure. All right, Nashville, Minnesota. Let's make some good bets on this game. Nashville Predators, uh, Minnesota Wild, uh, Minnesota minus 160 home favorites, six the total here, shaded to the over. I like over the total. Uh, I know Alex B. Smith in our Ice Guys DM on Twitter sent along that his best bet today uh, is going to be first period over. Uh, minus, I believe 140 in this game, Nashville, Minnesota. So Alex likes the uh, first period over. I like the full game over. Minnesota ho- overs at home. I'm going to say it till I'm, I- I'm sick of saying it. How many? Uh, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it because if 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 you haven't heard it by now from me, you're obviously new to the show. So maybe I should say it in case we do have somebody that's just watching for the first time. But you know me, Minnesota overs at home. What is it now? 18 and five, 19 and five. I know it's something like that uh, to the over at home. I'm I'm just going to stop right there with the analysis. We know Minnesota can score. We know they give up goals, though. Kakken and Talbot doesn't matter right now. The defense is still capable of giving up goals. We've seen that. Uh, Wild, I think, certainly have the scheduling advantage. Nashville played a a barn burner with the St. Louis Blues yesterday afternoon. What a game that was uh, early on Saturday afternoon. The Blues get the victory on the road in Nashville. They hang on to win at the end. Uh, So it's back-to-back for Nashville. Minnesota's got the rest advantage. certainly it's an edge for Minnesota situationally. Am I going to lay minus 160, though, with this team right now? No, Uh, but I'm not taking Nashville either. I'm just going to look for goals. Give me over the total here in this one. Vito, Predators Wild. Uh,
1: um, Yeah, I'm here. All right. Uh, Yeah, talking about rest advantage. Actually, I was checking just now, yeah. Uh, Yeah, obviously, if you look like last games, it's a rest advantage for Wild. But uh, if you look like last week, Wild played four games last week. Uh, two of them were on the road. Preds only played two games last week, yep. and uh, yeah, and this week now the Preds are playing actually the fourth game, and this is the third game in uh, four game uh, four days, and also this is a back to back, so a pretty tough spot, obviously, no doubt about that. Uh, but for the Wild, again, four game uh, fourth game this week, so two weeks in a row, but uh, four games, so this is the eighth game for them in fourteen days, and also the third game in four days. So you might expect also some sloppy defense for from Wild side, I think here. So I think yeah, over is the play in this game. Haven't placed my wager yet, but yeah, since since I see that Preds are on the back-to-back, they will play Ridic, and I think Wild are also still on the tough schedule here. Uh, I think both teams find the back of the net here, and the play is over. So that I will be, end up playing that. I'm just che- will check now the odds and everything.
0: All right, liking the over here uh, in this one with the uh, Predators and the Wild as well. Vito and I both liking goals uh, in this one. All right, next up, we've got Vegas and Columbus. Uh, Golden Knights, Blue Jackets. Uh, Vegas, minus 165 to minus 170. Uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Been a very rough road trip, clearly, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, and we talked about this. The, it's hard to really, you know, give this team so much uh blame i guess you could say uh or really ridicule them too much for the struggles they've had uh losing three in a row they've lost all three games on this road trip so far two to one to philadelphia three to one to buffalo five to two to pittsburgh the other night they actually didn't play that bad against pittsburgh they got behind two nothing they actually scored twice to tie it up but then in the third period Uh, Pittsburgh pretty much took over and they were really peppering the Vegas net and Logan Thompson, the goalie uh, who was in that night, and they ended up taking over in the third and getting the 5-2 victory there uh, against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. As far as Vegas goes, by the way, I should have uh, mentioned the goalies, Nashville, Minnesota, uh, it's probably going to be Talbot and Riddick. Neither confirmed, but both of those guys are projected. Riddick, of course, because Sorrow started yesterday uh, for uh, Nashville. Talbot projected for Minnesota. Uh, but not confirmed yet. As far as this game, it's Elvis Merzlikens for uh, Columbus uh, who are coming off a nice three, two shootout win against the uh, Minnesota wild uh, on Friday night, uh, snapping a four game losing streak for the jackets and a uh, nice bounce back from them uh, with that three, two victory. And he was pretty good in that game. Merzlikens we'll tip the cap to him, uh, your fellow countryman there, uh, Vito, he played well uh, Friday night in a victory for the uh, Columbus blue jackets there. So, We'll see if he can uh, keep it rolling t- today against uh, Vegas. Vegas has been struggling to score. We know that. Uh, just th- four goals uh, in the three games combined on this road trip so far during the three losses. So definitely not been easy for them to find the back of the net. Can they do it today? We did see, obviously, the Merzlikens and that Columbus defense play a better game than they often do. But... Man, they're missing so much firepower, Vegas, right now. I mean, Max Pacioretty now is once again uh, questionable because he left the game against uh, Pittsburgh on Friday night with an injury. Uh, It was during the second period. He didn't come back, and now he's questionable for this game against uh, Columbus and Peter DeBoer saying it's a day-to-day situation now for Pacioretty. And you add that to Robin Leonard still being sidelined, the goaltender, Riley Smith, one of the key forwards in that second line. that has been so good with Marcia Sowens and uh, Carlson. Riley Smith out. Brett Howden, good depth forward out. You're still missing two of your best defensemen, especially defensively, uh, with Braden McNabb out and Alec Martinez out. So it's just a lot of key personnel missing right now. Uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Columbus, though, is starting to have some uh, guys banged up, though, too. Boone Jenner is on IR. That's a big loss. Boone Jenner, week to week now with a back injury. The guy has 44 points this year in 59 games for Columbus. 23 goals, 21 assists now out of your lineup without uh, Boone Jenner now for Columbus. Uh, And uh, Patrick Lyonnais was a little bit uh, uh, banged up, too. He's got a knee problem. Uh, Lyonnais had an issue with this knee for years. Uh, He's had surgery on it multiple times. He re-injured that knee Friday night uh, against Minnesota, but they say it's just a minor little, uh, minor injury, uh, so minor that it's probably not going to prevent him from uh, uh, missing time. Uh, He's expected to play tonight against uh, uh, Vegas, which is great news because obviously we know Lyonnais has been one of the machine-like catalysts uh, for Columbus offensively. 42 points in 40 games for him. Uh, this season, Voracek, by the way, uh, for the uh, Jackets, also out, and Justin Danforth, and uh, also out too. And look, he's actually in limited duty lately. He's actually played pretty solid for the uh, Jackets, Danforth, but Voracek out as well. And that's forty-three points and fifty-seven games out of your lineup. Forty of those assists uh, of those forty-three points. So Voracek also out for the uh, Jackets. So this is just one of those games. It's all over the place with both of these teams. They got uh, basically. MASH unit lineups right now, both of these teams, both of them dealing with key injuries, but obviously a lot more on the Vegas side. So probably a pass, to be quite honest with you. I think if Vegas is going to win a game in this road trip, this could be it. You know, especially, you know, they played Pittsburgh. They played, I I shouldn't say they played Buffalo and Philly, like they're good, they're not. Uh, Columbus is better than those two teams. It just feels like Vegas is due, due to win one of these road games. This is probably the spot to do it. They play Winnipeg next which you know isn't going to be easy. The Jets are battling for their playoff lives. I don't know. I get a sense Vegas wins, but I'm not laying minus one sixty five. I don't even love regulation with a team that's having trouble offensively right now, like the Golden Knights are. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? This one, Vegas, Columbus.
1: Yeah, well, it's hard to disagree with you. And uh, while talking about this game, I mean, yeah, Vegas. I mean, they're putting up some chances. I played on them against the Flyers, and then they lost even against the Sabers. And I mean. Yes, Sabres looks like was the playing that game. They really were more motivated to beat one Eichel, not the Vegas team. I I think the Sabres just wanted to beat Eichel, <laughs> and they and they managed to do that, you know. And yeah, well, for the Vegas, and then they lost to Pittsburgh. Now they have lost three on this road trip. They play, I guess, Columbus today. Then they play Jets, I think, and they're gonna finish this road trip. So Jets, yeah, Jets are rolling at the moment. I would say so. That will that will be a hard game to win for Vegas. This this could be the only game they can win uh, on this road trip, but I'm not gambling on this one as well. Since first of all, I uh, I know that if Elvis Merzlikins is hot, then it will be hard to beat that goalie. You know, These kind of goalies they are like that. You know, once he is cold, he's cold man, and he's letting in the goals. Now he's hot, he's playing well. This is Vegas team, they have they have a big prestige in league, so I think Elvis also will show up here today against the Vegas. And we I mean, we know that Vegas can't really actually put the pot in the net. I mean, and that have, sometimes happens happens with teams. And about the Eichel, I mean, guys, yeah, he's not scoring at the moment. I don't think that means he's not skilled anymore or something. How can you guys? He hasn't been skating for one year or more, right? One year or more even. So no, none of the player can back can get back in the game and start to score goals straight away and get points. I mean, that's, that's just nothing. just not possible. I think. I I mean I think. For the Eichel, if he will get back to the playoffs in his best shape, that would be great. But I don't think that even can happen. I don't think he, I maybe they don't make even the playoffs. So uh, Canucks are right there behind the Vegas. So yeah, Vegas definitely are due to win this game since uh, they really can fall out of the playoffs. I just don't see uh, who's getting the goals. I mean, yeah, Marshall Marshall is still there. Carlson is still there. Uh, Eichel, but he's not scoring at the moment. And uh Who's there? I mean, Smith is out, I think, as well, right? Uh, Mark, yeah, and then uh, Pascheretti maybe be out. Those are all the scorers. They look—they look like kind of lost, to be honest, without also without Mark Stone in lineup. And out,
0: Pascheretti's maybe, and Riley Smith is still out. So it's a lot up front that are missing, like Smith, Pascheretti, and Stone. Vito, they—you can make a case that is their three best forwards, right there.
1: Those three guys. Yeah. So that's a place. Top guys missing. Uh, those are three guys. It's not like it's one or two guys. Those are three guys. Then you have to play Amadeo, guys like Amadeo and Roy and who else is there. Well, they are still good guys. Kolescher who else is there, I mean. They are still players. I mean, and I respect every player in the league who plays in an EGL because this is the best league in the world, you know. But there is a difference between those guys. So it's hard to bet here uh, Vegas because uh, maybe I always shut them like one or two goals, you know. And yeah, but, uh, from the Columbus, there's still, still, there's still guys like Bjorkstrand in lineup who, who's been scoring. I mean, there is Lina. Uh, I was checking just now. So yeah, they they also will find the back of the net. I hopefully well, hard to predict this game. I mean, Vegas are due to win here, but the odds are just terrible. So just let stay away from me here.
0: All right, it's a stay away for uh, Vito here uh, with the uh, Golden Knights and the Jackets. Uh, Like I say, I kind of lean Knights. I think it might be one of their spots to maybe step up and win, but I'm not going to take them. They're just too many guys, too many uh, key pieces of this team out. Up front, two of their better blue liners. Like I said, Smith, Already, and Stone, certainly three of, if not their three best forwards. And it's been tough. Four goals in the first three games of this road trip for Vegas. Not great from an offensive perspective. Uh, on this trip so far. All right, next up, Winnipeg, St. Louis. Uh, we've got the St. Louis Blues minus 130 home favorites, six the total uh, in this one. Uh, the Blues, a track meet yesterday. Holy shit, with the Nashville Predators. My goodness, yesterday, what a game that turned out to be uh, in the uh, early uh, Saturday afternoon hours yesterday. Uh, back and forth it went. St. Louis got, I think it was a, a 3 nothing lead. Nashville came back, tied it. St. Louis took the lead. Nashville tied it again. And then St. Louis finally pulled away for good in the third period with three goals to win seven to four uh, over Nashville yesterday. I guess the Blues have found their offense again. Sure looks that way. Uh, Boys, 13 goals in the last two games. And, you know, hockey is cyclical. You know, there's ebbs and flows to every team in the regular season. There's peaks and valleys with every team uh, in the regular season. And right now here's St. Louis heating up again. Right. They had that little struggle. Uh, four games in a row, they lost to the Rangers, Islanders, Devils, and Senators. And after that Ottawa loss, I'm like, what's wrong with St. Louis? And they've turned around and they've beaten you know, two pretty good teams, the Rangers and the Predators, uh, here in back-to-back games. And their offense is just rolling again, 13 goals. They might keep the offense going here as well because the Jets just continue to have trouble keeping the puck out of their own net. They kept the puck out of the net for one game against New Jersey where that young kid... Uh, Eric Comrie actually played very well that night for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Yeah, it's a good point, Ted. Giving up 38 shots to the Islanders in their last game, that 5-2 loss, 37 shots, that's terrifying. You're right. If they're giving up 37 shots to that team, which is no offensive machine to begin with, you know, that's trouble uh, for Winnipeg. And look, they played better the last couple of games. They had nice wins against the Lightning and the Devils earlier this week, but they won those games because, look, they outscored Tampa. They didn't really shut them down. Uh, Comrie was just phenomenal. I thought against New Jersey, but they still gave up a bunch of chances. New Jersey just couldn't finish. And then all those chances they gave up to New Jersey where Comrie was good. Devils just couldn't fi- find, find that finishing touch. The Islanders uh, made Winnipeg pay for that, getting the five goals against them the other night. So uh, Dumoulin, by the way, is going to be back for uh, Pittsburgh today. So there you go. Big, big return for them on the blue line against Carolina. So that's confirmed. Uh, But, yeah, getting back to Winnipeg-St. Louis, um, Jets struggling defensively. Hellebuck in net confirmed. I I keep waiting for Connor Hellebuck to be uh, back on track and look like that Vesna Trophy form, and he's far away from that. He is – he is – he is – eons away from being a Vesna Trophy caliber goalie right now. He has now given up four goals or more in six straight starts. Another four spot given up to the Islanders on Friday night. Four spot to Tampa, a four spot to the Rangers, a four spot to Dallas, a four spot to Montreal, six to Colorado. This has been a brutal stretch, dreadful for uh, Connor Hellebuck. There's nothing else to say. He hasn't been good enough. You know, he's been spitting out rebounds right into the, you know, just terrible rebound control lately, flipping and flopping like a fish the other night uh, in the net on a couple of those uh, New York Islanders goals. Uh, He's just not got his confidence. He's not square to the shooter. He's given up rebounds. He's just not a confident goalie right now. And that's trouble for Winnipeg because they need him to be good Uh, for the blues. We'll see who's in net here for this one, but obviously Billy Huso was in against Nashville, gave up four goals. But boy, when he needed to be good in the third period, he was. That's the sign of a good goalie. He didn't have his best game, especially early. But third period, he really played well uh, to allow St. Louis to get that win. But it is back-to-back. We could see Jordan Binnington now here with this being a back-to-back. And I'm still not someone that's totally sold on Binnington either going into this game. So you kind of, you kind of tell where I'm going. I'm kind of leaning over. Uh, over six in this game with the blues and the jets binnington he was better uh, a little bit against ottawa but you know still gave up three goals he gave up two to the islanders He shut out chicago so yeah he's been a little bit better he gave up the one goal against philly you know four starts in a row he's given up three or less total of six goals in his last four starts that he's allowed but you know he's playing a winnipeg team the one thing they do have is the ability to score the, the firepower up front with Kyle Connor, Mark Scheifele, Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, and company. It'll be a challenge, I think for Bennington today. Uh, it's a tough one. I'd lean jets, but man, I, I don't trust Hellebuck right now. I, I don't. Uh, I lean jets. They're they've got the, the rested team. They played Friday night. They've got the rest advantage. St. Louis played yesterday. They, it's a desperate, desperate situation for Winnipeg. They've got to bear down and get two points here. You can't continue to fall further back in the playoff race. I would only look Winnipeg at the plus price, but I'm scared to do it with the way their defense is struggling and with the way Connor Hellebuck has totally lost his confidence right now. So I think the over is probably my stronger opinion when it comes to this game. What do you think here, Vito, Winnipeg-St.
1: Louis? Well, and then you mentioned that I definitely would lean over in this game. Uh, we know that these both clubs clubs can play high-scoring games. They can play low-scoring games. I mean, and I think we just have to watch on which kind of a of uh, of which kind of a play they are on. And as you mentioned, you know, there's up and downs. And now we have seen that the uh, uh, Blues team, they have find their scoring the last two games. And uh, we know that for the Winnipeg, the defense is not their best at the moment. And the Hellback has been struggling. So that means I think Blues definitely find the back of the net here today. Uh, three, four goals from Blues I can see actually today. And from the Jets side, I mean, also... Uh, offense is generating a lot of chances with Nicolas Ehlers back in lineup. That guy is also running like crazy around. So he with honor there as well, you know. And there's Stastny and Shifley, also, many guys who can score. It's going to be Bennington. He's been better a little bit lately, but you know, uh, this is going to be Jets team with many good forwards. So, and uh, yeah, the power plays also are pretty good for both teams. And uh, they, both of these the teams have been also on a tough schedule. I mean, Jets after the All-Strike, All-Star break has played very many games. Uh, and uh, this is the third game in four days for them. And for the Blues, I mean, this is also the third game in four days. Also back to back here for the Blues. So yeah, only way how to play this one, I mean, it's I, for me, it's over. Because if I think that I want to let the Jets That will be me. I I can see the Jets are leading like 3-1 and then I check the score in next period and it's 4-3 Blues and that's already in nowhere. I can see one uh, team definitely coming back in this game uh, game if it's needed, you know, if one uh, team gets the lead, other team definitely gets back few here. So, yeah, give me over six in this game. Also, uh, this is the last fourth meeting, I think, uh, for these division rivals. Uh, First two were won by Blues. And the last one were won by Jets 4-1. So this is the fourth one. And the last one, uh, those those all meaning have gone under. But I, I have a, f- a feel for this one that this should go over this time. All right. Looking like
0: uh, maybe the over here uh, for the uh, B- Jets and the Blues. Vito and I both uh, going in that direction here. Looking for some uh, goals potentially with the uh, Jets and the uh, Blues in this one. All right. Next up, we've got Montreal and Philadelphia. Canadians, Flyers. Uh, Pretty much two teams playing for exercise here. Philadelphia minus 150 home favorites. uh, The total uh, six across the board. Right away when I see this kind of a matchup late in the season, Vito, or, you know, second half of the season, two teams clearly not going to the playoffs. I look for goals. Look at Chicago and Ottawa last night. That was a goal fest. Two teams out of the playoffs. They just uh, up and down the ice, traded goals, traded chances. Not a lot of defensive intensity. Not a lot of blocked shots. Who the who the fuck wants to block a shot when you're 20 points out of the playoffs? You know, nobody, right? That's the, that, that, I'm sure a hockey player has got that kind of mentality, right? Why would I block a shot and risk injury when we're 15 points out of the playoffs or something? Yeah, some guys
1: don't block it even if they're
0: in playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Like William Nylander. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or he does the Flamingo. He, he seems to be playing better lately, and a lot of his good games are at home, and he's the starter tonight in net for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers in this game after uh, Martin Jones got the start. Martin Jones actually didn't play that terrible. For Martin Jones' standards, he wasn't that bad yesterday uh, against Carolina. Uh, so when I look at this game here, um, I, I think we're going to see goals both ways. Even if Hart plays well, I like this Montreal team offensively right now. Uh, And under Marty Saint-Louis, like we've seen Cole Caulfield get his swagger back. Uh, Josh Anderson's been good. Suzuki is piling up the points right now. I think Suzuki over one and a half points is a good look in this game. Philadelphia plays hard. Say what you will about how they're struggling to win games. They've been in a lot of games lately right there, and they just can't find a way to win. Uh, Again, yesterday, that was the case against Carolina. Uh, but they are playing hard and uh, you are still seeing them try to uh, give you an honest effort and try to win these uh, remaining games uh you know I'd expect them to find the back of the net too I know offensively it's a little bit more up and down for Philadelphia uh they're not exactly a terrific offensive team there's some games they'll find the back of the net like against Florida they scored 3 and then they'll only score 2 against uh Vegas and only score th- uh, 1 against uh Carolina yesterday but you get them against these you know teams that are out of the playoffs here like a Chicago last weekend uh at least on on home ice and they scored four goals in that game Philly so I think they're capable and that's what this game fits into that Philly Chicago game we saw last Saturday where it was pretty wide open two teams out of the playoffs Philly at home they scored four goals they won the game 4-3 I think we get a 4-3 type of game here Uh, I I like the over here with the uh, Canadians and the Flyers. And it's certainly, look, Caden Primo's not been good. Now, I'm hearing that they've called him back up. They think that he's probably going to be in net because uh, Montembeau played last night against Seattle, that game that went to a shootout. Primo recalled from uh, the AHL. And they have to go with Primo here on a back-to-back because Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar, who came onto the scene from Montreal, played so well before that brutal injury. Now, that's kept him out indefinitely. And now we've got Primo. Uh, on a terrible run 10 NHL games veto 0 and 8 5.35 goals against average 853 save percentage those are the numbers in 10 NHL games this year for Caden Primo for Montreal so if we see him in net that's the red light district as far as i'm concerned the red light is just beckoning to be turned on if indeed Caden <laughs> Primo Uh, is in net tonight for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, Flyers team total is actually not a bad way to go. I I actually think Montreal at the the price is great value, but I don't know if I can pull the trigger with Primo because his numbers are that bad. And Philly at home, actually, sometimes they can win these type of games. This is a winnable game for Philly. This feels like the Chicago game last week. Winnable game for Philly. It wouldn't shock me to see them win the game uh, as well. Both teams played yesterday, but the Flyers played in the afternoon against Carolina. Montreal played at night against Seattle, and both teams have to travel to Philly uh, for this game. So slight advantage for Philly just because they played earlier in the day yesterday. But I like over six. Lean Montreal, but I don't think I'm going to bet that. Uh, Montreal plus 130, I think I'll pass on that. Just lean to Montreal. I will bet over the total, though, over six here, Canadians, Flyers. Vito, what do you think? Montreal, Philly.
1: Yeah, well, for, from the rest, I think uh, Montreal are on a back-to-back. It's only a third game this week. They had pretty good rest. Let's see how they do today. Coming
0: off a road trip, weird schedule, Vito, because they come off the road trip. You know, they were out west, right? Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Then they come home for one game against Seattle, and then the NHL's putting these guys back on the road the very next night in Philadelphia. That's a that's
1: pretty rough, in my opinion, for Montreal. Could agree with you there, definitely, yeah. For, for the Philly, also, third game right in this. days. Well, Caden Primo, obviously, is the one thing uh, for Montreal. And uh, you told that Flyers have uh, have some guys in offense. I mean, they have capable guys who can put the puck in the net. Like, the first line looks very good, like Giroud, Giroud Brazard and Atkinson, you know. Uh, that we have, like, Konechny. We have, I mean, uh, Van Rinsdijk and hey, Kevin Hayes is back in lineup as well now. Farabee. All of all of those guys used to be great players. You know, they just somehow don't care this season. I mean, what they uh, the Flyers got Ryan Ellis in the summer, right? In the trade, also that guy is injured for them. Played only four games. Sean Couture. That's Sean Couture. Sorry, Sean Couture. That's also a very great guy. Injured. You know, those are two great guys, and yeah, Philly kind of out of the race. I mean Philly is not a bad team. I mean overall, well they just somehow don't care. They somehow let, let the games blew away. They are totally in the last place. I don't think they're that bad. I think they should be a little bit higher than that. To be honest, I don't just disrespect Philly so much. But yeah, it looks like they just don't care. They uh, they will be sellers at the trade deadline. I mean, yeah, that's that's the reason why the players should uh, put up some goal setting. You know, these both both teams are coming to the trade deadline. I mean. Not, they want to maybe get traded to some stanley cup contenders i think this is a showcase game here uh let's go over six in this game
0: all right like in the over as well here with the uh canadians well, with,
1: and the uh, let me ask quickly with haps i played yesterday also the over six with kraken yeah. i mean it cashed very late well kind of worried if uh canadians find me the scoring to be honest maybe here because yesterday they couldn't find the scoring against kraken didn't watch the game so much again uh, about the scoring chance, uh, scoring chances of anything. Uh, like, didn't watch the game. I don't know if they were s- so big pressure from Canadians. But they they yeah, did
0: in the third period. But in the first two periods, Seattle kept them to the outside pretty well. Third period, they were better. Yeah, much better.
1: Yeah, and uh, they scored only in late, in very yeah. late to try it, you know. So a little bit worried if uh, Canadians uh, gives me the scoring. Not sure if I'm hammering straight away over. Maybe i do some little bit more research. we will tweet, tweet it out, Okay. But, yeah, I think, yeah, Flyers maybe could also maybe win this game, to be honest.
0: Yeah. And by the way, Montreal was down 2-1 to one after the first period. I thought they had a good first period. They, they took the play to Seattle. Grubauer was pretty good, actually. Not It was one of his better games for a Seattle last night uh, in net. I think Montreal can chip in. I think Montreal can score some goals here tonight, in my opinion. Again, the
1: Flyers, to be honest, the D are very cold. I mean, those guys like Provo, yeah,
0: you know,
1: they, they're like top D, and I'm watching him on the blue line. He's not that good to be honest. So yeah, I think Canadians should find the scoring. So the game, as I said in before, I think the over could be a play since Flyers actually already juiced as I see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and uh, Provorov, they said it on the uh, ABC uh, broadcast yesterday of the Hurricanes and the Flyers game with Sean McDonough and Ray Ferraro. They both said it that uh, he's had a tough year. Provorov, he's probably a better player than he's been this year, but the whole situation's bad. The team's bad. His play has suffered as a result they talked about ryan ellis they missed that guy and since ryan ellis has been out for the uh, philadelphia flyers it's kind of gone with and we've seen his play decline Provorov really ever since ryan ellis got injured that was a big deal that he got hurt for the uh, philadelphia flyers or so uh, that that's is a bad game. beat yeah that has been part of it for sure. And it, just part of a season that's been dreadful for Philadelphia uh, all the way around. No question. A season to forget for them. And obviously for Montreal, too. Uh, they've obviously, everything's gone wrong for both of these teams this year. Uh, which is why I think we'll see a loose atmosphere tonight. Just go out there, have fun, score some goals. Make make over betters like Vito and I uh, very, very happy. Just go out there and score, both of you. All right, next up, we've got Anaheim. Uh, Anaheim Ducks, New York Islanders. Uh, Yeah, Scott Lawton is out again for uh, Philly, and they do miss him, no doubt. Uh, Lawton's had a nice year for them. All right, uh, next up, we've got the uh, Ducks and the Islanders. New York Islanders here, minus 170 home favorites, five and a half the total, shaded to the under uh, in this game. I like the over here again uh, in this game, uh, Vito, believe it or not, with the Ducks. and Just because the Islanders, I think there's value with their games right now over the total. Their offense is starting to light it up. Anders Lee, you got to look at this uh, player right now from a prop standpoint for the Islanders, the captain. Uh, Anders Lee has just been insanely good lately. Uh, he's been scoring nightly. He's been getting points nightly. Uh, he has been just uh, terrific for the uh, New York Islanders, just in a, just one of those zones right now offensively. Had a hat trick against Columbus. He had three points, two goals, and an assist against Colorado. He scored a, a goal against Winnipeg the other night. Uh, he's now got seven points in the last three games and six goals in the last three games uh, for the uh, New York Islanders. So no doubt Anders Lee has got it going at the moment for the uh, Islanders. And it's not just him. You know, Now they got Matt Barzell back, which is significant. He returned against uh, Win- uh, Winnipeg uh, the other night. Didn't have a point, but just having him back means you got to pay attention to him uh, on the ice. Uh, Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey is another one that's starting to Where's Josh Bailey been? You haven't been able to find him with a telescope this year at times. Six goals. That's it for him uh, in uh, 47 games for the Islanders this year. I uh, haven't been able to find him with a telescope much of the season, uh, but all of a sudden he's got goals in back-to-back games, scored against Columbus, got two goals against Winnipeg, and he has four points in the last two games for the uh, Islanders. So I never would have thought I would say this at any point, but maybe you look at some Islander props tonight. Uh, in this game against the struggling Anaheim team. Uh, you know, when you look at Brock Nelson as well, two points, uh, against Winnipeg, he's now registered a point in five straight games. He has scored a goal in four straight games. So Brock Nelson uh, is another one, uh, to target maybe. I think the Islander props might be worth a look here because look, I, Anaheim, they still gave up a lot to New Jersey last night. Uh, the chances were there. The high danger chances were there. New Jersey just wasn't finishing. That's two games in a row. New Jersey's had a bunch of chances and didn't finish. They didn't finish against Winnipeg. They didn't finish against Anaheim last night. But the Ducks are still giving up a lot in their own zone. And Stolarz was very good as well. Let's not forget that. Anthony Stolarz played last night for Anaheim. He played very well in that game. Who's in net tonight for them? It's a back-to-back. Sorokin confirmed for the... uh, new york islanders do they go back to gibson i hope they go back to gibson because gibson's horrible right now and we've talked about this now for a long period of time john gibson's got connor him and connor halibut both of them they've got mm-hmm. goaltending concerns you know they've got definite concerns and struggles at the moment gibson back dating back to february the 11th veto has given up four four seven four four three five five three Those are the goals that he's given up in those starts. It's three goals in every single game at at the very least. So keep an eye on who's in net. It's either going to be Stolarz on a back-to-back or it's going to be Gibson. I think they got to give Gibson a look. I mean, he's struggling, but it's a back-to-back. I think this is a spot you got to play him, see if he can turn it around. I don't trust him to turn it around. Uh, I'm looking at Islander props. I think they win the game. They've certainly got the rest advantage. They played Friday night back-to-back for Anaheim. Uh, Anaheim's not playing well, especially defensively. They can't score all of a sudden a little bit either, but Zegras did come back yesterday, which is big. At least should help them a bit offensively going into this game. Uh, I like I like those Islander props. Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, uh, Josh Bailey, if you really want to go for a bargain uh, price and a bargain player prop, Josh Bailey points in to score a goal as well. Uh, I think Islanders win the game, but I'm not going to lay minus 180, and I'm going to look over five and a half here, plus 100. Because look, uh, the, the stats bear it out. New York Islanders, the last 10 games, they're seven, two, and one. Uh, Sorry, to correct myself here, they are uh, eight and two to the over uh, in their last uh, 10 games. Eight and two to the over, the last 10 games for the New York Islanders. So right now there's value over the total for this team because they're scoring again now uh, a little bit. Uh, And also their defensive game and goaltending. This year, for the most part, hasn't been nearly as good, so there is some value over the total right now, in my opinion, in New York Islanders games. What do you think here, Vito? Anaheim, New York.
1: Yeah, well, looking at Islanders, finally they have won two games in a row. I mean, two great teams, you know, like Columbus, which is a decent team, and Jets also. But, but I mean, by a good margin with the score, you know, six nothing and five two. Those those are great victories. So, look like Islanders, little bit, little bit, have started to play better hockey here. I mean, a little bit too late in the season, I guess, right? But still, they had a tough schedule in the start of the season. They were on this long road trip. Then they were banged up with those injuries, right? And it, overall, tough te- uh, season for the Islanders, but they're still a great team, good coach, right? So in this spot, I mean, first meeting, Islanders won 4 to nothing in Anaheim. And that took place in 28 February. So that, that's not too long ago, just like a two weeks ago. And, uh, by, and the shots, 34 shots for Ducks, 22 shots for Islanders. So it looks like Islanders, yeah, scored early in that game, then got it to nothing and just hold on to the victory. It was a great game for Islanders. And I mean, from the Ducks side, uh, at the moment, they are on this road trip. Uh, they're going to play Rangers, I think, uh, on Tuesday. And at the moment, they are all three in this road trip. They only have got one point. Which they got yesterday, luck, and they were uh, were lucky against Devils that they actually got that one point yesterday. For me, Ducks are a fade team now. That, I mean, I tried to. I, I was starting to fade them even before the All Star break. I think. Yeah, here I see four game uh, four game losing streak for them against Red Wings, Seattle, Calgary, and Oilers. Then they start, kind of got a little bit back in game. Uh, one few games there against Canucks, Sharks lost against Kings and Islanders. Then one against Bruins lost against Vegas, one against Sharks in OT against Sharks. And they were, that was a great spot for Ducks in that game, I remember. 7th seventh March, only 3-2 in OT against the Sharks. So, yeah, Ducks definitely have uh, cooled off here. I mean, the second part of the season looks like they have lost the playoff spot. I'm not sure if they really get back in the game now. I, uh, and this roll trip is getting only worse and worse, three games in a row. They are lost. I'm not sure if they can beat this Islanders team. I well, I understand the Ducks like are due to win, but this is not a team which I can trust due to win uh, situations. You know, because uh, well, I'm not against the Islanders, which have won two games in a row. I mean, Islanders playing playing well. What I, if anything? Well, what, I'm checking now. Well, the in any, if anything, maybe the Gibson called. Yeah, I think the over should be the play here, definitely. But also, maybe Islanders can get this job done in uh, regulation and get the third win in a row. Well, Islanders are still team who thinks uh, I think they need to get the pride back in the season, you know. So I think that they can easily win today.
0: There we go, liking the the over and Islanders in regulation. a Lean there for Veto as well uh, against the uh, Anaheim uh, Ducks uh, in this one. Uh, I think it's very. I think they will win this to, uh, game tonight. I think they should. Uh, you know, Islanders restored. They also missed uh Ryan Getzlaff. I know it's not Ryan Getzlaff in his prime anymore, but he's still leader of the team, captain. You know, you do miss that, uh being on the bench, game in and game out, steady the steady the ship. You know, when things are going rough in a game, Ryan Getzlaff's there, getting everybody, get their heads on straight, calm everybody down, and you don't have that now with him injured. So you know, yeah. that dynamic is missing as well right now for the Anaheim Ducks. When the shit goes terribly for them lately, uh, you know, Ryan Getzlaff's not there to say, hey, let's go, guys. Let's let's get it together here. No, he's not there. He's injured. So you can't yeah, underestimate that dynamic missing from this team right now.
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, just watch. All these leaders are very important. Look for the Kings now. I mean, I think Dustin Brown is out. And what's yep. happening with that team? I mean, he's a third liner, but I have told that before. Kings need this big four. They need Quick, Dolly Kopitar, and Dustin Brown. He's very important in depth as well. So all these teams have these players like excel for Ducks, which he just needs to be in the lineup. He just needs to be in the locker room. It just changes the way the team prepares the mindset for the game and everything, you know. He's been there. He's done that. He's been in playoffs and everything. And he can bring that what the team needs, you know, missing a guy like that is a big, big uh, thing for Ducks.
0: No question about it. Uh, Definitely missing him. And again, leadership, uh, all kinds of different things that you miss with no uh, Ryan Getzlaff uh, on the ice for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. And uh, obviously a team struggling at the moment. No question. All right. One of the games of the day, uh, definitely. This was the last time these teams played. It was just recently. It was in Colorado. Calgary won in overtime. This was a phenomenal hockey game. Not a good game, a phenomenal game. It had everything. It had great goals, great goaltending. Uh, great plays. Very, it was a physical game. Lots of hits. A great fight between Milan Lucic and Curtis McDermott. Maybe they'll meet up again. Maybe we'll see another scrap with those two guys tonight. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. It was a heavyweight tilt. It had everything that game. and made me think, wow, what a playoff series it would be if Calgary plays Colorado. But we get them again tonight in the regular season. Flames and Avalanche. Avalanche minus 160. Home favorites. Six, six and a half the total. Uh, in this game Um, should be a good one. Hopefully it can um, live up to the uh, quality uh, of that last meeting with these two teams. Situations are somewhat similar because I believe we're going to see Dan Vladar once again for Calgary in this game against Colorado. And he was a surprise starter veto against Colorado. The last time they played the avalanche and he played well. And obviously they won that game on a Johnny Gaudreau overtime goal. So he played well in that game for the Flames. And Markstrom started last night against Detroit. And I think Daryl Sutter senses that, hey, Vladar played well against Colorado. Let's let's start him again uh, here tonight against uh, uh, Colorado. So I would expect Daniel Vladar in net for the uh, Flames. Darcy Kemper, it should be for Colorado. Uh, for Colorado, they need to get back on track a little bit. It's uh, been a little bit of a rough patch for the Avalanche. One and four uh, in their last five games. The only victory was against the Islanders, 5-4, and they had to hang on. To win that game. They lost to Calgary. They lost to Arizona. They lost to New Jersey. They had a lead and they blew it losing 5-3. And then they get shut out by uh, Carolina 2-0 to end that road trip, uh, that three-game road trip through the Islanders, Devils, and Hurricanes. So a little bit of a struggle right now for the uh, Avalanche. And look, their penalty killing's been poor. Five power play goals allowed. That's trouble because Calgary, look what they've done with the power play here. Uh, They have scored five power play goals in the last five games. Uh, and going back to their last uh, eight games uh, this team has two four five six seven nine power play goals in the last eight games so it's actually a little bit of a special team's advantage here for calgary uh, going into this game but uh at the same time colorado is lost two in a row they're back home they lost to uh, calgary the last time they played which was in this building uh, just eight days ago four three in overtime there is a little bit of a rest advantage uh for colorado While they are coming off a three game road trip, they haven't played since Thursday when they lost to Carolina. So, two days off to get reacclimated back home uh, in Denver, that is something that should probably help them. And the Calgary Flames have played a shit ton of games. Look at this week alone since March the 5th, or really we'll go back even further. Since March the 7th, or March the 1st, I should say, since March the 1st, they've played seven games. This will be their eighth game in 13 days for the uh, Calgary Flames. So that is a lot of hockey. And now you're playing in the thin air and altitude of Denver, Colorado, the Mile High City on a back-to-back. Colorado off two losses, rest advantage, revenge spot. You know, I, I, First thing I looked at was, man, don't I have to look at Calgary here, plus 135, the way they're playing? I've got to look at Calgary. But then I looked at it more, and I considered what Calgary's gone through. This is their 8th and 13 days. Eighth game in 13 days. Colorado's been sitting there waiting for them, licking their chops. Probably after losing an overtime to Calgary last time. Two days off, uh, rest advantage. Calgary thin air, altitude. Back to back. Did they? Th- that was not a back to back for Calgary. The last time they played in Denver, no. They played March third against Montreal at home. They lost five four, and then they played on the Saturday, two days later against uh, uh, call against Colorado. So this is different. This is back to back. For Calgary, an eighth game in 13 days. I just get a sense Colorado might get them tonight. I'm not taking Colorado. I'm not laying minus 155, not even taking them regulation, but I was initially leaning Calgary, but you just basically, I basically for the last couple of minutes have voiced my the thought process that was running through my head when I was thinking about this game. And the thought process tells me, Ian, don't do it. Don't take Calgary tonight. Colorado's probably sitting on a big effort and a big game we'll see if that is indeed the case what do you think here Vito should be a good one though Calgary Colorado once again
1: yeah well I think this is one of my betting angles definitely I want to be on the team as you say which is going to bring the effort you know and Avalanche is a great team and as you said you said many things about this game first of all the rest I mean this is the fifth game in this week for Calgary they played a back-to-back in the start of the week and they're playing a back-to-back in the end of the week that's a lot of games and uh, Vladar is also, do you think, guys, Vladar's playing two perfect games against Avs? No, I don't know. So, yeah, I think in this spot, uh, I'm definitely looking at Avalanche. I know the price is juiced. I know the Lundeskog is out, but uh, still we have some great offense, obviously, for Colorado. That shouldn't be a problem. Well, I know that Flames is not a bad team, but you just just sometimes sell up which is sometimes I need to look simple, you know, that the, I mean, this, the rest of advan- the advantage are on the Avalanche side. O- obviously that rein- revenge factor also. I mean, if you look from Avalanche, they gonna uh, they just now had three days off waiting for the Calgary to come back then play at home. So they're going to wait three days and now Calgary is going to come win them. That's going to be a very, very bad feeling for them, you know, after the game. I mean, lose two times, That, that then they need to really start to think about they are they going to do in playoffs? I mean, if they cannot win a Calgary team, which is going to, have to be on the back-to-back on the fifth game this week. Also, after a win uh, in the last head-to-head game, <laughs> everything leads here to Colorado, guys. And uh, yeah, uh, my, I'm, I'm thinking actually now, which uh, bet to make, uh, kind of was looking at over two and a half as well, you know. It couldn't be a bad look for the Avs. I mean, with it down in the net, I can see Avs getting maybe four goals here. Maybe the game can end 3-3 and Avs getting the fourth one in OT. Maybe the Avs scoring just four in regulation and ends 4-2 or like a 4-4 game. I mean, Flames also can score and Avs defense sometimes also can let in goals. So regulation are over three and a half for me here in this game for Avs. That's what I'm looking at.
0: There you go. Uh, Like in regulation for Colorado, get a better price, obviously, the minus 155 with Colorado in regulation. Uh, And also maybe their team total over three and a half for Vito uh, as well uh, in this one. Again, Dan Vladar is a backup goalie. Let's remember that even though he led Calgary to victory against Colorado eight days ago, you know, this is now a second look for Colorado against Dan Vladar. It's kind of like, and I say this in baseball a lot, when a hitter sees a pitcher for a second time in like a week or two weeks, the hitter makes the adjustment. Mm-hmm. The hitter is more prepared for what's to come. They're more prepared for where the vulnerabilities are with that pitcher. That could be the case for Colorado, which we know is a very loaded machine offensively when they're when they're on their game. And now they get a second look, a second crack, if you will, at Dan Vladar. and you might see different results tonight, you know, after this one. Now they know a little bit more his tendencies, his maybe his weaknesses, and maybe a better idea how to exploit them. So we'll see tonight for Colorado, but there's definitely a lot of things to uh, definitely keep in mind for uh, this game. Should be a good one. I, I kind of, I'm with Vito though, in terms of from a situational standpoint, clearly it points to Colorado uh, here in this one tonight. All right. Uh, not Los Angeles and San Jose. We got to change that. Florida uh, and Los Angeles. Uh, next up here, we got two games left. Uh, the Florida Panthers taking a ton of money. And if you see the LA Kings rap sheet length injury report, You understand maybe why they're taking some money. Uh, Florida minus 210 now. Road favorites at the uh, crypto house, as I like to call it. Crypto.com arena in Los Angeles. Uh, The total in this one currently uh, six and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. All of a sudden, you rewind just back to a week ago, and everybody is just so in awe and, and impressed with this L.A. team and the way they're playing And wow, this team, you know, they're second in the Pacific division. What a turnaround season it's been. Let's give Todd McClellan the, you know, Jack Adams Award for coach of the year, uh, all this stuff. And now all of a sudden, the roof is caving in a little bit for LA. And it's not all that they've played poorly. You know, obviously they've struggled the last two games in particular, both against San Jose, bad losses to a team that's way out of the playoffs. But you know, there's always that team that one team just cannot beat that team, or they always struggle with that team. They always have a tough time with that team. For the L.A. Kings, that's the San Jose Sharks. They're always having a difficult time with the San Jose Sharks, and boy, did they have a tough time with them two games in a row, losing at home in overtime and then just getting absolutely drubbed 5 nothing uh, last night in the Shark Tank uh, by the San Jose Sharks. And now to make matters worse, this is now all of a sudden the injuries are mounting at an alarming rate for this hockey team. Uh, and it's especially true on the blue line with what we're seeing. They were already missing Sean Walker, who is a growing and improving blue liner for this team. Alex Edler has been out for a long period of time. Now they're down Drew Doughty. Uh, he's out the veteran presence on that blue line, Matt Roy, uh, who has been very good uh, for them uh, on the blue line. And he of course is day to day now due to injury. Uh, they're already without Victor Arvidsson up front. Athena Athenasiou now is on IR. Uh, he had been playing pretty well lately up front for the Kings in a top six role. He's now out. And Dustin Brown, you know, the heartbeat, you know, one of the, one of the holdovers, one of the uh, mainstays of that Stanley Cup dynasty run for the Kings with Drew Doughty. And now he's out for an extended period of time as well. So this team just took an absolute beating in terms of injuries, mounting for the LA Kings the last two games. Very, very unfortunate to see that, Uh, and obviously now with all these guys out of the lineup, this is going to be a struggle for them potentially tonight against this uh, just this absolute machine that is the Florida Panthers right now. They've won five in a row. They've scored a grand total of 6, 12, 16, uh, 19, 25 goals in the five games during this win streak. They're averaging five goals per game. Uh, during this win streak for the Florida Panthers, I like their team total over three and a half tonight. That's the way I'm going to approach it. Don't worry about them winning the game. I'm not laying minus 210, although they do have obviously an advantage in the schedule. Kings played last night in San Jose. It's back to back for them, it's third game in four nights for them. Whereas for Florida, they've had two days off since wrapping up that homestand against Philadelphia or that having that home game against Philadelphia. And, you know, th- since March 8th, this is only their third game. So for the Florida Panthers, this is their third game in six days. So very, very manageable schedule lately for the uh, Panthers. I think they probably win. This is just way too depleted of an L.A. Kings team right now. It's awful to see this. If you're a Kings team, Vito, you're horrified seeing this. You've had this great season, and you just hope all of these cluster injuries now, key injuries, thank goodness you still have at least Kempe and Kopitar uh, up front uh, for them right now. Hopefully nothing happens to those two guys uh, but still, this is a lot. This is a lot of blue liners that are out. Key defensemen, couple of forwards that you'll miss. Uh, Brown and Arvidsson in particular. Athena Athenasiou was playing well. You'll miss him. That's a lot to overcome. And now you got to play this juggernaut Florida that's just running over teams again uh, right now. So I like Florida team total in this. Over three and a half uh, in this game. I think it'll be quick in net for the uh, LA Kings. Should be Sergei Bobrovsky uh, for Florida. Uh, But Quick, you know, has been – had a good season, but not lately. Gave up five in that blowout loss, 7 nothing to Boston. He gave up three goals to Columbus. Gave up four goals to uh, San Jose uh, when he faced them on Thursday night. You know, Jonathan Quick has kind of tailed off the last few games, and that could be some trouble tonight against this Florida offense. So I like Panthers team total
1: in this one. Vito, what do you think here? Florida, L.A. Yeah, I mean, man, LA has lost a lot of players. I'm checking now. Dude, is if that guy is not playing, that's bad for them. And I mean, if you guys just watch, uh, we all, we're always talking about the Florida, about their home record. I think they have lost like four games right at home or five, something like that. Uh, Kings is one of the teams which uh, beat the Florida at home. So uh, that's one thing you can look at here. Uh a little revenge, maybe for Florida. I mean, they haven't lost many games at home. Yep. I think they remember who they lost, like three or four games at home. So Kings are one of those teams. So yeah, and this is uh, they get this Kings team here banged up with injuries. Haven't played any price uh, money on this game. Just I think we just, uh, always when I watch when the game ends, I'm like, why I haven't bet the Panthers? I mean, man, they're just scoring always. They're scoring always four goals or they. Usually, cover in the puck line or it goes, it goes over. That's the team actually you can trust, but that's why we, the price is so juiced all the time on them. But that's it, what it is, you know. That's one that's the one team which actually brings it every uh, m- m- not every night, but mostly every night they, uh, in and out. You know, there is, of, of course, 82 game season, and there is up some games you cannot really get up to, you know. But the, most of the games you have seen Florida, even if they're down, they're getting back in game and they're performing well. I mean. So hard to play anything against the Florida team, obviously, and Kings are on the back-to-back. So yeah, only way how to look here is Florida guys. I would definitely agree with that over two and a half. Uh, Quick hasn't been great uh, last games. If you see saw him playing against Boston the other night, it looks like the pucks went through his glove, you know? Looks like he couldn't catch the puck. I mean, all the pucks went through the, his glove. So yeah, some confidence issues for that guy. I mean, Quick also is a legendary goalie, obviously, and... uh he has won many Stanley Cups. So, yeah, those those goalies will bounce back, you know, for playoffs. It's all fine. He's just having a rough little few weeks. So, you can now catch him cold. And, well, obviously, uh, for the quick, it would be the get-right spot against the Panthers if he can, like, say 40 shots, you know, out of 42, for example, or something like that. But, yeah, lately he's been cold. So, that leaves me definitely to Panthers over two and a half in this game. All right,
0: yeah, I like that too. And I'd rather do that than regulation or uh, regulation is not a bad price, but I just how Florida when Florida you, you I think Florida's going to win the game, 95 percent of the time when Florida wins a game this year, they at least score four goals. So that's why I say, you know what? just take the if you like Florida take over three and a half at a minus 130 because that's the price with that right now. It's a good price. it's a good number. Uh, you don't usually get three and a halfs all the time with Florida. a lot of their team totals lately especially when they're at home have been four and a half we've seen four and a halfs lately with team totals on the uh, Florida Panthers so take advantage of this it's three and a half minus 130 good price and again a depleted la Kings team that they're facing tonight and a team as Vito mentioned Florida lost at home to the la Kings back in December so uh you know one of their rare home losses so uh, I think you get Florida maybe uh they'll be reminded of that the reporters know what's up the reporters when they ask them players and the coach uh, brunette the questions they'll ask them hey you lost to this team back in december and uh th- they know what happened uh so i think you'll get florida finding a way to get the win and i think they'll get at least four goals i like that uh team total uh, yeah let me add
1: that. i mean this is the first game on the road trip for the florida we know that florida performs always good and i mean we have seen them kind of not performing well on the, end, the tail of end of the road trips. You know, I think they lost to Kraken one time in the That's... West Coast. Uh, they had some hard game against Blackhawks also. Like the Blackhawks actually were dominating them uh, in the first period. I remember because they had wager on Florida in that game. It ended up lucky Florida won that game. But Blackhawks were better in the first period. So Florida always don't perform their best when actually you can expect them not performing their best at bad situational spots. And they perform good when they are in good spots. <laughs>
0: Exactly right, and they're playing better on the road lately. I mean, they pounded Buffalo. They beat a very good Pittsburgh team uh, on the road earlier this week. Uh, so Florida's starting to get their uh, get things going a little bit in terms of the bet playing better on the road. And yeah, I think that they'll find a way to get it done here tonight. And by the way, you got to bet this. I th- I think you have to bet this. This is one of the best player prop bets going right now. It's just been automatic. It's been Florida plays. You see Florida on the schedule. You bet Alexander Barkov over one and a half points, bet it, forget it. It's going to come in. He has been just terrific lately. And this over one and a half points on Alexander Barkov has been like just coming in time and time and time again. And you can get usually plus 150 uh, around that price every game to, for him to get at least two points. It's been a great bet. I've talked about it a lot lately. Uh, definitely going to be looking in that direction. Yep. Barkov over one and a half points here for the uh, Panthers. And there's another guy in the last game that we're going to talk about here for the Sunday card. That is every bit as good a player points prop bet right now. And it's in this game, the Tampa Bay lightning and the Vancouver Canucks final game on this Sunday card, Tampa Bay minus 145 road favorites, six, the total shaded to the over in this game. What's wrong with Tampa Bay? I mean, wow. Three losses in a row, and they really weren't particularly good in in any of these games. Uh, The Winnipeg game, Vasilevsky, he looked totally lost. He couldn't track the puck. He was down early. Rebound control sucked. One of the goals went right through the the wickets. You never see that kind of stuff from Vasilevsky, that game against Winnipeg. I don't think he was great against Calgary. Maybe he was a little bit better, but he still wasn't Vasilevsky level against the flames. And then last night against the Edmonton Oilers, Brian Elliott wasn't horrible, but he wasn't great more than anything. Where, where did the offense go for Tampa Bay? That's the one thing you usually don't have to worry about with the Tampa Bay lightning, their ability to score goals. Usually they're able to do that every game. Um, You know, uh, we'll see if they can turn it around here. The one thing now, Vito is if you're ready to give Tampa Bay a shot tonight to snap this three game losing streak, They have not lost four in a row all year. This team has not dropped four games in a row all season long. Their longest losing streak has been three games. So that is what they're trying to avoid tonight. Their first beginning of the the season, I think. Yeah. They lost three in a row, December 30, 31, and January 2nd. Florida and two to the Rangers. And then all the way back in October, Vito, they lost three in a row. Florida, Colorado, Buffalo. Uh, three losses in a row uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So two three-game losing streaks, but they've never had a four-game losing streak. And that's what's on the line tonight. I still can't lay a price with Tampa. I don't want to right now. Something's off. Something's missing. uh, Things just aren't clicking. I'm seeing John Cooper with this blank stare, this 1,000-mile stare on the bench. I think he's struggling to figure out to put his finger on what's exactly wrong right now uh, with the uh, Tampa Bay lightning, but clearly they're in a little bit of a funk and really three straight losses. And to be honest, they're also one and just one and four of their last six games. The only two teams they've beaten Vito, The only three teams they've beaten in this month, the month of March, Ottawa, Detroit, Chicago, sisters of the poor, mm-hmm. they haven't beaten a good team. They haven't beaten a good team this month. The Tampa Bay lightning. Now, Vancouver, I think, is a little better than Ottawa, a little bit better than Detroit, a little bit better than Chicago. Uh, And, uh, look, tough loss for Vancouver. I like the effort. They had a tough start. They got behind 2-0 early to Washington on Friday night, but they responded. Great third period. Came all the way back, tied the game, took the lead. Washington tied it late, and then the Capitals uh, ended up winning in overtime 4-3 against the uh, Canucks on Friday night. But I like the effort from the Canucks. I like the resolve. I like the fight, the spirit. They didn't... Give up when they were down by two in that game. I, I would only, its dog or pass for me in this game right now. It's Vancouver or nothing. I mean, I, Tampa Bay. I got to see signs of a turnaround here, including for their goalie Vasilevsky, who will be in net, which we expected because Brian Elliott got the start against Edmonton last night. Vasilevsky tonight—he's had two subpar games in a row. Does he turn around? Turn it around? Does the team turn it around? We'll see. But uh, I'm a little bit hesitant. Because I thought Tampa, I thought last night was a good spot for Tampa to turn it around. They didn't, you know, and that was another uh, shoddy effort from them uh, in that game against the uh, Oilers. Like they got outshot 48-32. Like that, there was no fluke in that 4-1 loss. They deserved that loss. They got their ass kicked by the Edmonton Oilers last night. Uh, Not exactly playing like a two-time defending Stanley Cup champion at the moment. Haven't bet it yet. I may not bet it. Probably won't. For me, dog or pass, Canucks are nothing for me at this price. Gotta see signs of a turn of a win and a better game from Tampa before I step in with them. What do you think here, Vito? Tampa Bay, Vancouver.
1: Yeah, well, Tampa Tampa Bay is still a very great team, you know, even if it's not clicking, they can win you on any given night. Uh so yeah, it's hard to play anything against the Tampa. Uh I mean on the road, yeah, they have lost now three games and uh, they're gonna play they're gonna have two day rest after this one. And they're going to play Kraken. So, uh, yeah, I will not play Tampa in this game. I'm not hoping them to lose, you know, because that's still, well, kind of hoping, not hoping. Well, if they don't show up till then, then Kanek somehow wins this one in OT or shootout, or even if this goes to OT, you know, if if Lighting don't win in 60 minutes, even if this goes to an OT, I think Lightning will win Kraken after two days. They have just, they cannot end this road trip 05. I mean, you know. So I will play that, the game will lay there like a puck line or something on lightning. I, I think I'm gonna find that full effort from them in that game, because here they still gonna be over back to back, you know, obviously they will bring the effort, but they're still gonna be on a back to back. It's still the third game in four days. It's still a road trip for them. Uh, well, Sileski, yeah, haven't been the same goalie on the road as it's, as it, as he's on a home. I actually played the over in the first game uh, with the tamp on the road against the Jets. It ended 7-4. So I didn't think it was 3-3 in the first uh, first period in that game. So yeah, that was maybe the easiest payoffs for me this week, but uh yeah, back to this game. Somehow I think <sighs> Demko, yes, Demko plays for Canucks also can Demko against Vasi also it's hard to go all over, you know, that, that maybe goalie start to play great in this game who knows. So not, not I don't have strongly uh, opinions. Uh, I will just stay away from this game. If Tampa managed to lose this one, then I will play Tampa on Wednesday against Kraken.
0: You're muted. (laughs) I'm going to take the over. The more I look at it, because I have been riding Vancouver over the total. I'm going to take it over six. I'm going to take it minus 120. Because the way I see it, Vasilevsky could play great. Demko could play great. But is Tampa Bay really going to like, I I love these spots for Tampa Bay when they score one goal, the previous game, there's been so many times where when Tampa has that game where they lose, they only score one goal. It's usually the floodgates open Mm -hmm. for Tampa Bay, the next game. And I, and I wonder if that happens tonight and look, Vancouver, how can you argue with it? What is it now? 10 in a row over the total for the Vancouver Canucks, 10 straight overs, 10 and O to the over in their last 10 games. So, I'm going to take that, you know, win or lose. I I cashed it with Vancouver, Washington again, another Canuck game over the total Friday night. I've been on a lot of these. I mean, the Montreal Vancouver over, I was on that. Toronto Vancouver over, I was on that. Islanders Vancouver, I took over there. Jersey Vancouver, same thing. I mean, I was on. uh, What
1: about Tampa team total over two and a half? I think it's a very
0: great price, right? That's very good. You know what? You could even go Vancouver team total, Vito, over two and a half. yeah, look what they've done. They've scored three, five, six, four. They scored two against New Jersey. That's the one time they were under two and a half. And then they scored five against the Rangers, seven against Calgary at home, five against Seattle at home, four against Anaheim at home. You know, that they've basically gone over two and a half goals, nine of the last 10 games. So their team total over two and a half is probably not a bad way to go, too. Uh, in this, or you could say if Tampa Bay after two straight losses, they're pissed off, they're angry. They're due to smack the shit out of somebody. Maybe it's tonight, Vancouver. Then you could go Tampa team total, but that's why I like the over six. I'm going to maybe trust both teams maybe to get on the board because, uh, Vancouver's a loss too, to Washington, uh, the other night, frustrating loss. They didn't start well. So you'd expect some uh, emphasis to be aggressive early in the game from them. You'd expect that from Tampa. You know what? Now, now that I'm talking myself into a bunch of things here, Uh, I'm staying off the side. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. I'm not taking Tampa minus 145. I'm not taking Vancouver plus 125. I will be on over six. I'm going to look maybe at the first period, both teams to score uh, in this game, plus 150. I like that plus 150, both teams to score. I think both teams can find the back of the net in the opening period at a good price, plus 150, both teams to score first period. And yes, I haven't mentioned it yet. I will get to it now. JT Miller, that's the player I'm talking about. For the Vancouver Canucks, he has been cashing his over one and a half points prop, which has been around plus 150 to plus 200 in most games with JT Miller to get two points. He's been terrific. I mean, he's just been automatic with the points uh, of late uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. I don't know if he's playing even better because of the trade rumors or incentive to show Vancouver, Hey, you can't trade me. Look what I'm doing for you. This guy has eight points in the last three games, two points against the Leafs, four points against Montreal, two more points the other night against Washington. Yeah. JT Miller over one and a half points is an automatic right now for me. Automatic play automatic bet Uh, JT Miller over one and a half points, just like Barkov for Florida uh, over that one and a half point prop as well. So, I think those are two players you've really got to look at now uh, from a points prop standpoint with what they're both contributing uh, to their respective teams at the moment. Uh, Great stuff. Vito is contributing great analysis here uh, on the ice guys show Saturdays and Sundays. That's his contribution right now. Great stuff. Vito is always uh, on this uh, Sunday slate. Uh, We'll wrap it up with best bets in just a second. But before we do that, of course, we want to mention great partners here. Uh, at the Hockey Podcast Network and the Ice Guys. And that is, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner uh, of the NHL. Uh, of course, great opportunities to take advantage of uh, and incentives and promotions uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook, especially for the NHL. Uh, new customers, you can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column. For your team, means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NHL must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, best bets now to wrap up uh, this Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Vito, uh, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet?
1: I was just now going through the whole slate. I guess uh, I see the Wild and Predators are pretty Jewish on that over. I guess over six and a half is now available. So don't really want to love the six and a half. So I'm going to go uh, with another over six, but just in Blues and Jets game. Give me over six there. All right. Winnipeg, St. Louis,
0: over six. Best bet for a uh, veto. I will go with that Minnesota-Nashville uh, over. There are still a couple of sixes out there. A couple books have six. Even at six and a half, I endorse it. And look, we might be, we probably will be seeing David Riddick uh, in net for Nashville, and I certainly don't trust that guy to keep the puck out of the net against uh, Minnesota, especially on Minnesota on home ice here uh, in this game where they can really light up the scoreboard. I like goals in mini tonight. Let's go, Predators! Wild over six. Uh, for my best bet for this Sunday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. We appreciate it. Hit the like button uh, on the way out if you haven't done so already. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Vito, Rena's Vitalins I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. I'm off to the Heritage Classic. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Uh, looking forward to it. Enjoy the games and good luck, everybody. Have a great Sunday. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.